are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I am your host, Sean Garmer. Here with me as always, or not always, here with me again, Randy Isbell. <laughs> it's starting to feel like uh, always. Back-to-back yeah. back weeks you've had me on. I, I'm the record for me, I think, at least right. for eight or nine years. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, unfortunately Mark had to have a doctor's appointment today. Uh, he did come back okay from his uh, surgery and everything, uh, but uh, and I had an appointment the day before, so we couldn't do it on Thursday. So awesome! Thank Randy for being able to fill in on short notice here. Of course. And it actually kind of works out because Microsoft decided to announce this morning, early in the morning, uh, for your time over there, uh, Randy, because they're based in in Washington, uh, that they have officially officially closed the what we've been waiting for for like a week now the activision blizzard king deal uh that thing that we talked about last week with the ftc could possibly undo it but since they lost that injunction case it looks like it's probably not going to so we could talk about the i guess mostly the good things about that now instead of talking about possibilities so we'll discuss that uh sony finally revealed the long rumored ps5 slim uh and there's some controversy there with that one We'll get into that too. And um, some other unfortunate things about the game industry. And then another possible deal that could happen, or Navy is going to happen, or who knows if it's not going to happen. But Disney might be in the publishing buying business as well. So we'll get into all of that and more. All right. Well, just let's go ahead really quick, get the housekeeping out of the way here uh, so we can talk about all this stuff. So if uh, you've heard us before or watched us before, we do appreciate you. Uh, if this is your first time watching or listening, you know, if you like the show, you can always subscribe, follow, whatever uh, floats your boat there on the YouTube channel, W2 Network. And anytime we do a show, it is there, of course, with W2 Network that you also get, not just what we do, but if you like movies or TV shows, all that stuff, we have a great crew, Rattleship Broadcasting, that they review pretty much like every big movie that comes out the day after or, or like a couple days after it comes out. They do a great job. You should go uh, definitely um, check them out. And they don't just review the movie. They talk about everything that has to do with the movie, how well it did sales-wise, all that stuff. Um, so you get a complete breakdown of the film too. And then they also just did the Soka show review as well um, and the creator uh, that just came out not too long ago. Uh, as well so uh great stuff to go check out there and of course our anime show tatakeki they keep up with all the current anime that's going on each week so they're also great to go uh watch or listen to and if you want to go listen with your ears you can do that uh just search any of the shows on any podcast platform we're pretty much on all of them and you can go check us out there so um yeah, please go subscribe, follow, like, review if you can, because that helps out on the charts. But Microsoft is definitely going to be making some more uh, charts, definitely, now that they have purchased uh, officially this Activision Blizzard thing that we've been waiting on for what seems like a year and a half now or even longer. Um, I don't think we need to go over the specifics. We did learn some interesting information that we didn't know at the beginning. Uh, it was one of the things that we've been waiting on to know uh, because obviously part of this is that this affects employees, 
right? And part of the deal with the Activision Blizzard thing, and probably the biggest reason why this deal was made, it's not because Activision's not making money, because they definitely are, Call of Duty, hello, uh, is the the employees, the stuff with the employees, all the, the, the lawsuits and all of that uh, was very bad PR for the company. And that kind of opened the door for them to kind of be like, hey, we're available if you want. And so Microsoft was able to step in and they'd already been talking before the wholesale happened, obviously, many months before, but that kind of accelerated things. And so Bobby Kotick officially is going to only be part of the deal until the end of this year. And then he is going to actually leave the company. Uh, that was very speculated on of whether he would or wouldn't, you know, would would Phil Spencer, one of these like upstanding guys that everybody always talks about his character, allow for someone like Bobby Kotick to be around in a Microsoft-owned Activision space, and now we know he's not going to be. Does this make you feel even better about, yeah, especially being a lot of workers are excited about this deal. Now they can be more excited for the fact that, you know, this guy's going to be gone. Yeah, for one, as gamers, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the games and what Microsoft does and what they change now that they own all these different um, titles and, and franchises and stuff. But yeah, as far as workers go, this is a big deal. I mean, any merger is scary, I think, for most companies because, I mean, that's the point of a merger. You're going to merge different jobs together. We see that with uh, TKO and WWE where they uh, consolidated a lot of positions. So usually a merger is scary for these kind of companies. But I think for Activision, like you said, with all of the uh, bad publicity they've had and all the, the bad morale that's been going on with that company, with all the garbage that's been going on, hopefully all the mergers means that they will that clean house and it'll be a fun place to work at again and you won't get sexually harassed and and you know you can just do your job uh, hopefully i mean again i like phil spencer and i like what he does so hopefully he goes in there and, and puts his foot down and cleans stuff up and hopefully for the people that are there just to do their job they get to keep their job and it's going to be more fun for them to work there. Yes, uh, that's the thing that I think a lot of people are looking forward to as far as workers go. They are going to allow the unions also that have formed in the wake of this uh, to exist, which that's a good thing, too. You know, mm -hmm. uh, however you feel about unions, whatever, you know, but um, that's really neither here nor there on that front. Particularly, it's more about, uh, you know, the fact that Microsoft is allowing them to exist within their company. That's that's a cool thing. And also that that is going to be the big thing. How long will we, the Microsoft's already cut what they had to cut 10,000 jobs has mm -hmm. been the case for so many tech industries and everything. Will there be some point where there are redundancies like you talked about with the TKO thing and they do have to let people go. And unfortunately uh, you hate seeing that. Um, hopefully it's not a lot of people or it's not quick. Hopefully at least they get to be in the job and it gets experience how much better of a place it is for them. Uh, you know, they did mention that they are going to start working on getting games on Game Pass, which obviously is the big thing that Microsoft touts all the time is, um, are there any games like maybe you haven't played in a while or fond games that you have oh, man. that you kind of want to see? Like, No, none. No. Don't put anything on Game Pass. Don't tempt me anymore. You, <laughs> you and I have talked over the last couple of weeks as I've uh, been able to do a couple of shows with you that my schedule is insane um you asked me uh yesterday what have i played um i played an hour of 
moving out with my son as we continue to try to get the platinum on the first game so we can move oh, on okay. to the second one that just came out. Uh, we have hit a glitch and I'm mad about it. Uh, so now we have to kind of run through and figure out where the glitch is so we can get this last trophy. That's literally all I've played for a week. Like my major league baseball or MLB the show season is now like three weeks behind. <laughs> I usually try yeah. to keep up with that. I have played yeah. nothing. So don't tempt me with more. You keep throwing games at me and, <laughs> and my list gets longer. I keep buying old games for some stupid reason. Like I'm going <laughs> to get to them at some point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Senior year at, at college right now on top of everything else that's going on has been a giant headache. So, no, I don't want anything from Activision on Game Pass for two months. Let me get the Christmas Yay. break, and then you can add stuff to Game Pass. No, there, there's obviously a lot of franchises that are going to be a lot of fun to throw out there. I, I, I think that's what Xbox has done, a, or Microsoft has done a great job with, with Game Pass, is, is not only you know putting out the new stuff and the day one releases are great but here's a whole franchise like when they buy these they bought some of these companies here's just everything and now go and play the different stuff that you've done i think that's what i like what sony's been doing lately we, i think we talked about it last week or you and i maybe separately but you know, they have that new stuff from star ocean so just here's the whole star ocean franchise if you have 500 hours and you want to get into or you want to play just a game from the past so there, it, it's going to overload Game Pass even more. The the uh, price is going to be even better as, as you get so much that'll be worth it. And yeah, there, you're going to have even harder choices to figure out what you want to play on a different night. That's yeah, Microsoft was obviously wanting to, as you would, as you would when you make a purchase like this, of uh, being able to tout all of the franchises that you now own yeah. in one mm -hmm. place. They put out a big like two minute trailer of all the you know, big IPs that they know, uh, which is insane to think about. Like you look at like what Blizzard owns not they all throw them, but does the, to, uh, you know, the world of Warcraft and Diablos to call of duty and, uh, crash and spiral to man. Like that's insane to think about that. They own all of that now. Yeah. Um, and just like how much stuff could potentially be on game pass. Like, even even like they could literally put Candy Crush on the cloud or whatever, and just like hey, it's it, we're not gonna have. I don't know if they'll take away the microtransactions or whatever and just make it a game on there. What what if they're gonna do? But like that's just insane to think about all these partnerships you can now have. Like I think they already talked about um, Call of Duty possibly using like Doom Tech at some point. Like it's just like. It's insane. Like that—that's the cool things about about like having this. It's like all these people that can work together now, and to make cool things. Um, you could finally get your Fallout, uh, New Vegas too. Like, at some point, maybe you know, because uh, they all kind of work together now. Yeah, Al Obsidian and Bethesda and people from other places to all come together and make a great game. So. And that's, that's why I always never understood why people were upset about all these mergers and all the these buyouts and stuff. Now, I mean, we, from the notes, we'll talk about some of the buyouts that have not worked for some companies. And that's always disappointing where they get bought out by a bigger company that misuses them. But just the idea of some of these companies being able to work with others that are in the same umbrella, I think it's really exciting. 
Uh, I'm, I'm very excited. Hopefully that Toys for Bob gets released and can go back to make their own games instead of being stuck helping other game companies and, you know, go back to their Spyros and Crash games and all the stuff that I fell in love with instead of, weren't they helping with the Call of Duty stuff for a little bit? Just, I want them to go back to playing games and hopefully now that they have such this big infrastructure, they'll be able to do so. so but yeah, I'm with you. There's so many different collaborations that can now happen easily. I mean, we talked about the undertaking that Nintendo had to do for Smash Brothers and bringing in different characters from different companies just to do that. Microsoft can basically do a game like that and they don't have to talk to anybody. Right? They have all the IPs themselves where they could do their own Smash Brothers and have just the most ridiculous roster you could think of. It's it's, it's exciting as a gamer to see what the next what five, ten years have in front of us. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they, they could literally do a PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royal and it's all mm-hmm. first party and it's not, oh, we're having to add in Altair and yeah. the people from other places. Like, um, And then they could do those partnerships, right? Like, could you yeah. imagine Nintendo ever returns the favor and puts somebody from there into mm-hmm. if a Microsoft had one of those? I, I don't know that they would because, I mean, it's like, I, I get it. Like, at some point, Sakurai is going to have to retire and then maybe that game's not going to be the same. But to do a Smash Brothers clone seems easy in saying that, but then doing it and making it have that same essence is not always as easy, you know? So um, interesting that... Yeah, go ahead. I'll just say real quick, the one thing I just want, and, and part of it I don't, but I know a lot of people would get super hyped for it, but now that everyone's coming together... Like I said, I want Toys for Bob to go back to making their 3D platform games because they were so good with Crash and Spyro. Can we just get some ridiculous combo pack where Toys for Bob creates a collaboration of Spyro, Crash, Banjo-Kazooie, and Conker? Can we just throw them all together on one epic adventure just for one ridiculous game, please? That'd be great. Oh, that, that'd be cool. Uh, I mean, and that's the thing, Sign too. Like- I'll give you all my money. Uh, that's one of the ones that I, I really hope. So I think, you know, Phil Spencer's already said that that's definitely one of the ones that's going to happen is for sure. Toys to Bob is going to be making something crash Spyro or mm-hmm. some other platform. Banjo. Yeah. Banjo. I mean, they could be the ones that they need in order to make a banjo, uh, whether it's a remake or, uh, because, you know, we've talked about it before that there's really not that many people left at rare that actually mm-hmm. worked on banjo that would, really be able to be like okay we know what that was about let's like why not take a company you know a, a studio that had a hand in making two wonderful remakes that are lauded by so many and be able to do that again with banjo that would be awesome you know one of the other franchises that Phil Spencer has talked about before wanting to come back and interesting that Bobby Kotick has also mentioned this as well, they had a town, like an internal town hall meeting, and one of the franchises he kept talking about was bringing back Guitar Hero. Rock Band still exists, partially probably because Epic owns them, and so they can fund them still having DLC and everything. But let's be, as much as somebody that loves Rock Band as loves music games, let's be quite honest. That Epic, that that whole time of gaming has has passed. Right. Yeah. Asking somebody to go out and buy a peripheral 
whether you include it with the game or not, which they did with that last Guitar Hero game that they made. Maybe it was one of those that was just, it was ahead of its time because a lot of it was, they were trying to make a Guitar Hero streaming service and that really didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I mean, also that apparently like the story mode of the game wasn't that great either, which like, that's the thing is, I don't know exactly with how Microsoft saw it, saw it go bad with Halo. To me, the only way you could really make Guitar Hero work is you have to basically make a great Guitar Hero game and then it has to be a go on for a long time in order to get people <laughs> to feel like they should invest in the DLC because really that's where that's at. I mean, Ubisoft still has Rocksmith. I don't know how many people actually use that, but that's also a like guitar, guitar, actual guitar, like learning tool. So it has a purpose. It's not just a video game. Do you think there's a way for that game to come back and people to... It would be interesting to put the two together and make it a learning experience plus the game and kind of mix it. I'm with you. I, I still have a bunch of plastic guitars hidden into a corner over here that just take up a bunch of space. I don't want another game i know there i mean you were a big fan of of these kind of games so there's still an audience possibly out there but how much of one is a a big question game pass could definitely be a big help for something like guitar hero where with game pass you get a rotating set of songs and then you could then go out and buy them if you want to add them fully to your collection so that could keep things kind of rotating and keep it you know, in the forefront of some gamers' minds where, like, once a month they go back and play it. I think that's what I've really liked with uh, Theater Rhythm's new game. It's like every month they come out with another set of five to ten songs just to, hey, come back and and try it with the the different set of songs. And I think Guitar Hero could do that, but I'm with you. Like, the whole plastic peripheral thing was so early 2000s. I think... It just really burnt a lot of fans out with the Battle of Rock Band and Guitar Hero that we ended up with so many different things. It would be difficult for Xbox to pull off, but Game Pass is definitely an avenue they could go down and and make it possibly work. Yeah, I I definitely think that that's that's the number one thing. Uh, Bobby Kotick mentioned is AI, which I worry about using Mm. AI too much in gaming, but... um... You know, I, I would kind of, I, I guess if it makes things easier as far as like producing the songs and that kind of thing to make the DLC come out faster, uh, be able to make deals and know that you're going to get those songs eventually. And we're not talking about uh, Harmonix sometimes would talk about how they make deals like four months or five months ahead of time for songs you're not going to see mm-hmm. until those four or five months after. And it's like, I can imagine that that is an issue for not only the music rights holders, but also the publisher itself, because you're not going to, you're making these deals, hoping that people buy that DLC and getting you a return on investment. And then by the time that that DLC comes out, uh, nobody cares anymore. So it doesn't matter that you've got the Beatles or Aerosmith or whoever to be in your game, which would obviously be people that you, you put that out there on Twitter or you put that out there on a social media, that's going to get people to go, Oh man, I can play these songs. You know, mm-hmm. um, I definitely do think that Game Pass would help a lot. Having that cut the price of the game to where it's like, oh, okay, if we do have a peripheral, well, you don't have to buy the game, just go and buy the guitar. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, or, and the guitar is like 50 bucks or whatever. I don't know. I mean, it, the guitar can't be $100. I'll tell you that right now. Nobody's going to buy that. But 
Yeah, and especially being able to say, okay, let's say you have like Rock Band has like a season pass that they do every every so often, right? Like let's say that that season pass is included if you have Game Pass Ultimate or whatever, and then eventually, just like anything on Game Pass, they'll tell you, okay, it's going to go away. If you want to own this, actually own it, own mm-hmm. it with your game, then buy it. Right? right and then the next season pass and and so like it, it there would be a way for game pass to help make that less cost effective for people um obviously if they're going to it's like i don't think they can have good t- rock band did this right rock band had the rock band blitz thing where you could do it with your controller like the theater rhythm is with the controller and all these mm-hmm. there are other music games that work that way um it's just i don't think you get that same feeling from right guitar hero doing it with the controller it is fun still it is still rocking out with the music they have the thing is they have mobile games to do that now Mm -hmm. right so like you have to provide something that is only an experience you can have i think on the console itself or with your pc and in order to make that work so they, they just have to find a way where it's reduce a lot of costs for the the gamer and then just getting that avenue to make it where it's worth for you to have on Game Pass uh, as well. I think it could work, but mm-hmm. it is a tall order. Like it's not some, they really have to kind of think about it uh, a lot and see how to make this work. Um, and there's a lot of obviously people are going to be excited about the Call of Duty. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, somebody that does like the story of the Call of, of the Call of Duties that doesn't entice me to play those stories now uh, so you know you can just access it. i'm not paying 70 bucks for a game i'm gonna play one time and right uh, probably never play the multiplayer but th- it is it is cool to finally get to see these and they did mention that in 2024 they're they're probably going to i'm assuming probably once a month they're gonna have some activision uh games coming on there you know as far as the blizzard side a lot of that stuff's on pc except for diablo obviously do you think that like we're gonna see StarCraft come back, maybe, or it's possible for sure? At least they the old do ones. something with World yeah. of Warcraft where there's an incentive for Game Pass people to try to get the, yeah. the, the MMO stuff. I don't know if you really want to throw those together. I, I they feel mm-hmm. like they're their own little community now, and they always get butt hurt when you try to change things. So I don't know. Yeah. If you, you just let them be their own thing. There, there could definitely be a Game Pass part. I know they did that with with Minecraft and stuff where they have their own little game pass deal and it completely took over my old Mojang thing. So then I had to change some stuff, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of questions that that'll be answered over the next year or two or. Yeah, definitely. Um, They could do something like they already kind of do it. I think it's like to a certain level it's free. And then if you want to level up your character more, it costs Mm -hmm. money. Uh, They could offer some kind of like, Oh, you get a month free when you're, as part of Game Pass, and then after that, you have to pay. Like, uh, it it just depends. Like, what avenue does Microsoft want to go down? Because they do still offer, you know, subscriptions for the other MMO games that they have on there. You know, the ones from Bethesda. So, mm-hmm. I I'm assuming they're not going to do that because that's obviously one of Blizzard's cash cows. They don't want to hurt them even more than they already are, PR wise and and money wise. So. That'll be interesting to see what they what they did do there. Like you said, there's a lot of questions, a lot of things that we're not going to get an answer to today. Uh, you know, that was basically their big statement that they made was the two things we talked about was they're going to improve the work culture immediately. 
being part of Microsoft and then obviously adding things to Game Pass, which is people care about. The games that we know are down the pipeline for Activision is pretty simple. We know that basically all they're doing is Call of Duty. And then everything else, that's what's going to be interesting is when do they start pulling off people to go and and work on these other games and saying, look, we're not going to, you know, Microsoft, Microsoft did say that they weren't going to try to rush out a Call of Duty every year. If it took longer than a year exactly to make the next Call of Duty, they were going to be okay with that because uh, they just want to make sure that it's a, a great game and not have it on this yearly cycle like a sports game. You know, so hopefully we'll get announcements from these studios that were stuck working on Call, Call of Duty and now beginning to do their own thing uh, pretty soon. So, yeah, there, there's a lot there that we won't get for now. But at least this is over with. And now it's the fun part begins. Right. Um, obviously, there's the the what's next angle for this, uh, Randy. And I think we we have a news item that provides us the possible what's next for this. We don't know if this is going to actually happen or not. Because it's not like Bob Iger is not dealing with enough stuff at Disney with all these movies that are not doing well at the box office and uh, having to redo these Marvel shows because this limited series type thing is not working for them either. Um, the Marvel movies in general are seeming to starting to kind of curtail the the uh, billions that they used to make, obviously. Mm-hmm. So do you think that somebody or however many people it is that are talking to him about buying a publisher. They've been talking about EA, obviously, because they have a lot of things with EA uh, right now. Do you see Disney getting in that game of buying a freaking game publisher? Of course, because they they own everything. Uh, they're, they're, it's, this is what's going to happen. We're going to end up with like four or five different people that just or companies that just own everything. And honestly, EA, like you said, makes a lot of sense because they already do a lot of stuff with them. They also own ESPN so all of the EA sports titles can then really go back to what 2K used to do and integrate ESPN into all of those games so EA definitely makes a lot of sense like you said like Disney right now is hurting because they really put all of their eggs in the basket of Star Wars and and Marvel and and basically oversaturated both markets as fast as humanly possible I mean you go on Disney plus right now and there's four or five new Marvel shows and 17 new movies. And there's four or five star Wars things going on. And it's like, I, I'm, I enjoyed the first run of Marvel. I, I really thought Endgame should have been the end of it for a bit because it was, we're getting four or five Marvel movies a year with right. their top actors. We've lost most of those actors and they're like, well, we got to rebuild this new thing, but with the same, level of stuff we're burnt out of these superhero movies i think it's shown in, in the box office and the same with star wars it's like star wars was supposed to be this thing every five ten years we get a new one and or a new little trilogy it'll start every 20 years and get everyone rehyped in it nope you got five different shows going on on top of all the movies and, and disney does a really good job of just burning you out on stuff mm-hmm. that you love um and then they yeah. go on and try to work on something else. And I think yeah, they've I mean, even, they've killed Pixar as well yeah. for the most part. Like most of those movies come out now and it's like, 
oh well, it's another Pixar movie. It doesn't feel like the event that they used to be. Yeah, right. They all feel um, samey, and they all. Yeah. I mean, there are some of those shows that I've enjoyed watching. There's a lot I just quickly skipped, and there's some that I get two episodes in and go, nah, this is a paint by numbers thrown together thing just to, to add stuff and it's really sad to see so again that puts ea and disney in the perfect merger because guess what ea is the same goddamn thing they are paint by number sports games they're yeah. all the same to the point mm -hmm. that people every year can find assets from four years ago in madden uh, if you go to different things there's still signs that say like madden 20 and so it's it's the perfect marriage of two companies that are just stagnant right now. And I don't think it's going to make them any better and it's not going to revamp anything, right. which is what I really wish would happen. I, I, again, for years, I've been begging for college football to come back to a video game, but unfortunately it's EA. So I'm worried now that it is yeah. going to come out, that it's just going to be a Madden. The first one's going to be cool because it's the first one you've had since what, almost 11 years now. And yeah. then, they, yeah, exactly. They'll just reiterate on the same one over and over. Yeah. And so perfect, like, perfect, perfect marriage for EA and Disney. And I think exactly they, where they make a ton of money off these properties and they keep chugging it along and somehow people keep buying it and, uh, you know, stay subscribed as Disney plus or whatever they do. Uh, to be fair, the Ahsoka show actually is pretty good. I and there's the, something good. Yeah. I yeah. need to get back into Loki. I haven't started season two. Season one was fantastic. There, there's good shows out there. For sure, but there's just so many. Right, the level of it's quite. They got quantity over quality, and that's that's a problem. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, they, they didn't go Netflix. full Netflix. Yeah, they didn't Netflix. go full Netflix, but that's only because the the books stopped them, the money stopped them before they did because mm -hmm. they they realized, oh crap, we're losing so much money on this thing that we have mm -hmm. to, or it, it's going to get in into the you know ridiculous amounts. The problem that I see is what's disney is not number one they bear they they now i don't know i don't know what happens if you change the government again and we get back to to let's say joe biden doesn't win right mm -hmm. and we go back to republican president republican ftc maybe they go back to letting big business do whatever the hell they want when it comes to these mergers and and we don't have people fighting against them right you are still going to have the same problem with the UK and the EU. And a lot of people saw what happened with the Disney Fox thing. And a lot of people kind of went back and go, crap, we probably shouldn't have let that go through. Mm -hmm. And I just can't see a world one. where you let Disney now own something as big as EA. Like we're talking about another company that is, in Madden and FIFA by themselves are in the top 10 every single well not yeah. no longer FIFA EA Sports whatever mm -hmm. uh is are in the top 10 of the charts every single year we just had Microsoft barely scrape by with getting Activision Blizzard at some point it's got to end right like at some point somebody's got to say yo we can't let Disney just own everything but and, with, yeah. with that said, like obviously the, the Activision stuff with Microsoft was a big deal and Fox and Disney was a big deal because they're the same kind of company. I think this gets through because Disney does not have a foothold at all in the video game industry. So mm -hmm. their argument is going to be we don't we're not creating a monopoly over here. We just want a piece of that pie. Like we have zero piece over here. We're working with these companies. 
Now yeah. we want to just run the companies that we work with. That's how they continue to get all this different stuff. So again, Disney and Fox probably shouldn't have happened because those are two huge industries in the same industry. Activision and Blizzard, same thing. This is just Disney trying to like, okay, we need a new piece of the pie. Uh, well, we didn't get WWE. Uh, let's let's get into gaming. Let, let's just figure out what we could throw in here. And and their argument too is like, well, we have everything goes to Disney Plus, but gaming won't. Like it'll be its different thing. I don't know if you can get discounts if you have Disney Plus to said games if they, excuse me, go that route, or we get a Disney Princess game with loot boxes because EA somehow still continues to do the card collecting game, which is loot boxes. People, yeah, card games that have ruined my sports games. But let's all get upset about loot boxes and not about card packs, which is loot boxes. Yeah. As somebody that is reviewing eSports FC24 right now, I'll tell you what, I th- I thank my stars that you get the Ultimate Edition that already comes with FIFA points. Uh, of course, I probably wouldn't touch Ultimate Team if I wasn't reviewing it because because of that, I don't like the predatory nature. And I know okay. myself, like once you mm-hmm. start in something, it's very hard to not want to be like, but I want to have a team that's decent enough to be able to beat other people, not like a team that I'm losing 10 to nothing every time. And then that's how it starts. You go, oh, I'll buy one pack. And then, oh, but I didn't really get anybody from that pack. So maybe next time I'll get, and it's like, oh yeah. man, you know? So I, I totally get the people that, that sink money into that because like you said, it's very much like gambling. It's like that one, all I need one is more. that one piece. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Okay, um, every so often, uh, MLB The Show does it. They have their card packs and their dynasty, whatever they, they call it. I don't do the online stuff. I just do franchise mode. And then sometimes the road to the show. But I, I get packs as I level up and all this stuff while I work through my, my season. And every two months or so, I go out there and I'm like, oh, I have 35 packs. Let's open them up. And then like you get that one cool card and you're like, all right, let's see what else I get. And that's all you get. And you're like, well, now I want more packs. To- yeah. <laughs> not, exactly. not doing anything with them. I don't even set the lineup that I get with them. But it's like, oh, I, I didn't get a good pack here, though. Well, the thing also with Disney that I worry about, <laughs> excuse me, is if is whenever they used to have their own developer. Mm-hmm. They used to have Avalanche yeah. Studios that made Disney Infinity and... Uh, that's another thing Activision wants to bring back is Skylanders. So we'll see uh, how that goes. Because I don't know about people wanting to go buy uh, little figures in the store. The kids will. <laughs> Unless they make it like, uh, I think Nintendo gives them a good um, platform to look at that. Where maybe you make an actual game where the Skylanders are there. And then you can add in like DLC with the little figures or whatever like mm-hmm. the Amiibo. But, and it's not like this thing where I got to go buy 30 of them. It's, you know, there's like two or three or something like that. But anyway, the thing that I worry about also with Disney is that we know how quick they are to, you don't make money, get out. And it's like, how many of the developers inside EA, as soon as they don't make anything that makes money, are they going to just be like, oh, we don't need them? Oh, Oh, uh, this, this gaming franchise that they... Like, I worry about, like, the EA Originals label. Like, yeah. will that still be around? Uh, because it's not a big moneymaker. It's basically to provide different kinds of games. I would have actually had a bit more faith if Comcast had wound up buying EA than Disney doing it. Because, like, like that, like, you know, the CEO has 
enough on his plate right now. He doesn't need another freaking big thing to worry about that he knows nothing about. And are, are they going to let gaming people do their thing? That's another thing I worry about too. Like I don't see them letting the gaming people just, Hey, y'all stand over there in your corner. Keep doing what you do. And eventually they're going to get involved because they get involved in everything. And it's I Disney is not one of those companies that I have faith at all owning a gaming publisher. No, um, and no, no. it's again, which is why I say just take yeah. EA. <laughs> I mean, then release the smaller companies with with and let them do their thing or combine with somebody else at Microsoft take them over because they definitely like the indie companies and, and PlayStation is hit or miss with them too. But you just take take the the sports cup part of it at least, and you guys will be the perfect marriage. Yeah, it's just like that's the thing that I wonder if Disney would even consider them because outside of their deals that they already have with EA and the sports franchises, like Battlefield's a mess, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of the other stuff that EA EA puts out a very small number of games, very much like Activision. They have a lot of other games that are sitting there. Right. I um just looked up all of the franchises that they have and it's like where are these? Oh, and they have Dead Space, right? Uh yeah, they have Dead so, Space, The yeah. Sims, Plants vs. Zombies, whatever happened to that thing. They yeah. killed it by making it mobile and then making yeah. it like pay to win and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Um yeah, Dead Space has worked out for them. Let's see how that remaking the ones that already exist keep going because the first one was a novelty. I don't know if you start remaking two and three, if that's going to work out just as well for you. And, you know, they, they do have the games that they come out with, but it's just like, I don't know that uh, Disney is is the one to go after here. Do I, and I don't think this is going to happen now. I think there's going to be some other big purchase made by somebody, whether it's Mm -hmm. Apple or Amazon, somebody else gets in the boat of maybe buying a Ubisoft, one of these, like Warner Brothers, has tried to sell off their games for a while, even though they won't get the IP, they'll just get the games. So, one of these other companies will get bought, I think, and it won't be Disney. Disney will come late to the party, I feel like, because I think there's just too much involved right now, and they're not rolling all cylinders to go and make another big purchase like that, right? Um, right off the bat, right now. So, but may, speaking of big decisions. Sony made a big decision here uh, this week, finally revealing that PS5 Slim. And the big, big decision that they made was to make it just as expensive in the United States as it is around the world now. So now the PS5 is is $450, and it will be that because the PS5 Slim will eventually replace the current PS5. And it is they're following the Microsoft track of it is digital only, folks. There is a detachable disk drive that you can buy for 80 bucks, but it's digital only. And you cannot stand the, the 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 stand will not be available in box for it to be vertical, only horizontal. So if you want to stand your my PS5 oh. standing vertical behind my TV right now, you gotta pay $30 extra for that now as well. But they do have one with the disk drive attached. They still have the two versions. No, they're then... going to stop selling the regular PS5 as well, I think. No, they showed both. They showed the one with it and then the one without, but the one oh, without. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, the one without. Attach. So you can have it already attached for $500, or you can get it without yeah. for $450, but then buy the attachment for $80, which would make it more than the... Exactly. It's There's... all a mess. And yeah. again, I love Sony. I'm a PlayStation guy. 
this is the dumbest decision I've ever heard, right? The whole point of Slims and other versions, unless they're upgrades, like the, the right. Pro versions and whatever, I forget what the Xbox ones were called, but the whole point of those to cut costs, like the, the PS2 Slim was cheaper than the PS2 because it was out long enough. They found ways to consolidate the system and they wanted to sell more systems. So then it came out at a cheaper price. It was a lot cheaper to make. And then it continued to sell systems. This makes absolutely no sense because apparently, unless it's way cheaper for them to to make, and now they're just making a, a actual profit on it. So I, if I remember right, when the original PS5 came out, they were not making a profit on any system. Well, yeah, that would be part of it, right? Is the hardware is cheaper yeah, because so, it's smaller. Right? So unless this is just them going, okay, now we can finally make a profit on the systems and not just the games themselves. But still, you got to at least make it look like, hey, we are trying to make it cheaper for you guys as well, not more expensive and more confusing. And now, like, the, the side panels are four parts instead of two. And they're, they, they just came out with those three side plate colors or whatever on the last yeah. state of play that they were going all off about. They're not even going to work with, with the new stuff. I don't understand the decision. And it's not one of those, well, I, I'm not going to buy it, so why are they doing it? Like, the whole Last of Us stuff where people got mad. It was like, well, what, who is this for? It's like, it's for new people that watch the show, and they want to play the game, and they, so they up stuff. It's not for us. We've played it many times. This, is, this isn't for anybody. <laughs> it's not helping anybody. It's not going to sell more consoles. It's just for Sony to make that little bit extra money because they found a way to build it cheaper but still get the exact same cost if not more i guess my point i'm sorry i did make that mistake of feeling like it's all all digital my it's confusing. Point, i don't blame you it's my whole like, point is that i think they are trying to push you towards the all digital future that we are yeah. slowly or not slowly very quickly coming yeah. upon because a report came out a couple of days ago that Best Buy will now stop selling physical media uh, as early as next year. I'm pretty sure other stores will start doing the same thing where you're going to just be buying systems and accessories at the stores and you're going to be buying everything yeah. digitally. 100%. Uh, or it's only going to be like, you're going to go to the store and it's going to be like a warehouse and you know, whatever. But it's like, it, it makes, it makes you understand that like either you're going to be paying more money and then if you want your drive, oh, you're going to be paying 30 bucks more than what it would cost to just buy the regular PS5. Right. Oh, and if you want your thing to stand vertically, which let's be, even as a slim, because of the way it is, it's not going to fit in a lot of people's entertainment systems hmm. horizontally. So a lot of people stand it vertically. And so now you got to pay 30 bucks more for that. So, yeah, it seems like, you know, uh, Sony's kind of like seeing like, hey, if you want this thing, just got to get ready that you're going to pay a little bit more for it. Uh, if we do remember, Phil Spencer said that don't expect sale. I mean, there is sales, but don't expect discounts on these because of the broader economy and inflation and all that. We're not going to be seeing. We haven't seen the switch drop in price at all the entire no. it's, time. It's, it's insane yeah. to me. Like, again, you, you and it's not even just their system. Like, I'm still seeing Super Mario Odyssey for 60 bucks. Oh, well, their I, games just never drop in price. They, they never going. do. That's yeah. just a Nintendo thing. But yeah, 
Like these systems just refuse to drop a price. It's no longer don't buy it at launch because you can get it cheaper in two years. Just maybe don't buy it at launch because they might have system issues. It's a whole different world system. I mean, at least Xbox and Sony they do um, have discounts on their games, or you know, yeah, sure. uh, or they get put into PS Plus and Game Pass, so you can just access them yeah. there. But mm-hmm. Nintendo doesn't really have that, right? Yeah. So. It's like, but they can do that because they're a Nintendo because people will allow them to do that. People will still buy it. The thing is, you got to know when the sales are happening. Basically, like around Thanksgiving is when they do that Black Friday scale. Well, you'll, oh, it'll drop down to like 40 or, or 30 or something. Mm-hmm. But like, th- this is the thing with, with um, this decision by Sony is just, it's very interesting to see that they are very much, along with Microsoft, it hasn't come out yet, but it seems like, Microsoft is doing the same thing where they really want you to embrace an all digital future where we don't have to make discs anymore and you just go and buy all your games on the store. Mm-hmm. Also, why? Because they don't have to bring in the retailer. They don't have to go and give money to the retailer. They get all the money. So they're not stupid. Right. Um, the only problem is now you don't have uh, it also probably will doom games type even faster. So. <laughs> Uh, if, if for some reason you're one of those that still likes to go into your GameStop, be prepared because they are going to be doomed even faster by this uh, wanting to really push this. Do you think that now for sure that means that when we get a PlayStation 6 and an Xbox whatever, we won't have uh, uh, this on the – it'll be only detachable drives. They won't be – yeah, I, I think we're, we're definitely heading down that road. And I'm somebody that's kind of embraced it. I fought it for a while and and – Especially in the PS4, I, I don't even own a single PS5 disc, so I'm kind. Of, even though I have a disc drive, <laughs> I've not bought a single disc mm-hmm. yet. So I've kind of embraced it. It's it's not the way I would like things to go because again, I like to collect games, so I like to have them on the shelf. But in the end, it's just so much easier to just download these games and and, and put them in your little game catalog. And eventually, we'll get to that point where they'll delete stuff, and then things won't work or you're won't be able to get access to game. Like we're gonna have all these new issues that everyone keeps being worried about. All of that will become forefront. I feel bad for like the used game stores. We uh, we have one in our valley that is basically turned into an eighty percent Magic the Gathering store because <laughs> like they're not their game sales, especially for returned games for newer stuff, is just non-existent. Like they have a right. shelf for PS5 and they have a shelf for the Xbox Series X. It's all older stuff because they're not getting returns for new stuff because everyone's just buying digital. So I feel bad for those kind of stores. GameStop, I don't care about them at all. Yeah, I just care about the mom and pop shops for sure. And I still go in there and, and give them my business. But I mean, that's that's the future of gaming. It's all online. It's all digital. And that's it's movies too. Like, I don't know if it's going around the the country, but I go to my local Walmart that used to have this giant electronic section and half of it was movies and video games is Mm -hmm. now one row of it's literally all of the stuff from Nintendo, Microsoft and PlayStation used or new or peripheral are all in one section and the movies have one section and then everything else is printers and other electronics like the electronic exactly. section has completely shrunk because of this. And it's the electronics is all TVs and, yeah. uh, you know, hardware, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my Walmart is the same. It's this little, they have this little square thing that has the movies in it that's, like, actually a part. Uh, it's, like, on a stand by itself in the aisle. And then 
you have that one row that has all the accessories and what but I mean what do, what do we hear about all the time? They make so much money on accessory on this is why PlayStation, even though they look very basic, will come out with these like, oh, it's just red, gray, and blue plates that you can put on your PS5. Like people are are about that, man. Buying mm-hmm. uh what has Xbox been able to do? Make uh, collecting controllers a thing. Like they constantly come out with new controller, and there's people that will show you that they have 20 of those controllers, even Joy-Cons. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they, they're literally just cosmetic Joy-Cons that you take off and on the damn uh, system that you may not even use if you play it in the dock, uh, people will buy those too. So it's it's all about that. It's all cosmetic and, and making the thing look nice. And uh, that's kind of what you're going to be doing. It's not going to be about the games now. It's going to be about uh, hardware and accessories and and all of that, and we'll see what happens to these stores as they continue to not put physical like media in them, and how much faster we even go into the part where the problem is also this this is a, a thing for when you try to go buy these games now everything becomes a collector's item and everything gets super overinflated yeah. to the mm-hmm. point where people don't want to buy physical because even the one of the worst games is overpriced because hey not a lot of these discs exist right yeah. so you gotta that, buy it and, and you gotta do it now or it gets worse that's, that's yeah. the one thing about it, collecting old video games i have 25 games left for my nintendo 64 collection i want to say four of them are actually good games right yeah the rest of them were just really bad games <laughs> that they did not make a lot of or they were blockbuster yeah. or some if it was not because they're so good everyone wants to play them that's for sure right and, and like that's the the kind of crux of it too is just like it's that balance of as soon as all these uh, PS3 360 and well the Wii U already shut down those shut down those games are going to jack up in price too so yeah. there's going to be a smaller and smaller collectors it's all going to be a collectors market and it's not going to be trying to go and get you to just buy those games to have them anymore. And you're going to all work in everybody's favor because eventually people are just going to buy digital or it's going to make these companies do more and more remakes or remasters and you're going to pay general price for a game that's 10, 20 years old because it's going to the point like, hey, the only way we can even buy this game is for you to write a remaster or remake of it. So you're you're playing in everybody's hands uh, that way too. So just be prepared, be prepared uh, for that. Speaking of an all-digital feature as well, Sony is now going to unveil the cloud streaming for PS Premium uh, subscribers, which is me and you and many other people. Uh, I like the Xbox One when I've had to use it. Um, being able to be in a... St- because, uh, you know, Sony only does remote play right now, and you have to be Wi-Fi connected to be able to use remote play. You cannot be outside, even outside, and use your... Uh, even that PS portal thing or, um, you know, your phone or whatever you have to be, uh, your PS five has to be connected to either Wi-Fi or the ethernet in order for it to work. I'm assuming cloud gaming would make it to where you could actually be outside, uh, not connected to your system. And as long as you have the system and have it connected or whatever, you can use it, um, or just use it in a browser like the, uh, you know, Xbox one does and all that stuff. So are, are you kind of okay with this? Like, are you interested in this at all? Being able to perhaps it's, 
it's another addition to their PlayStation Plus thing, just to, to kind of give it more value, whether you use it or not. It's kind of the same thing with the movie stuff that we talked about last week, where they're just trying to add stuff to it right now, especially since they, they, they bumped the price. And now they're at least, I mean, they, they should have announced these things when they announced the, the price hike. So people went, oh, this is why. But they're they're trying different things. Will I use it? Probably not. I, I for the most part, like to sit on my couch where my PlayStation is. I'm not out there playing it in other avenues, but I'm not the audience for this. And, and hopefully people get good use out of it. And, and hopefully it works really well. I mean, as far as cloud gaming and stuff, I live in in idaho so we don't have the best internet where yeah. you get into some places and oh yeah this is going to work beautifully no the, you, you go across the street and you, your wi-fi bar goes down to one and it's just that's how phones work here so it's like it's not for rural idaho that's that's for sure but oh hopefully for for other people it works out great and again it's, a, it's a, just another piece to the playstation plus catalog that will make it look like it's more affordable yeah, hopefully it gets to the point where it is like X, the Xbox Game Pass where it just becomes included in every almost every game that gets put on PS Plus so that, you know, it, it does feel worth it and not like, oh, there's 10 games that work with it and mm-hmm. uh, some that don't. I mean, hopefully they do have all the quality of life stuff eventually where you could play it technically without even a controller for some of these games. And, uh, that is nice because, look, literally, uh, I'll... You know, I don't take my controllers everywhere I go. It's kind of not something you really want to be seen uh, doing because uh, I don't know how many times I've gone to my, let's say, with my uh, father-in-law to an appointment. And uh, I'm sitting there. I have my Xbox controller in my hand or I have my Switch even. Mm-hmm. And somebody goes, well, I thought he was like 15 or something. <laughs> because I'm sitting there <laughs> literally using a system. And it, but if I'm using my phone, nobody says anything, right? Because everybody has phones. So it's – or I'm standing in a line at a Walgreens, uh, like, you know, when we had to go get COVID, COVID shots or whatever, mm-hmm. you're standing in a long line at one point. I could literally just turn my phone on, put Game Pass on, uh, and play something that I could use on my with my hands, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like – and I don't have to be weird and have this control, even though I have the thing that, like, it holds it or whatever. Right. It, it still looks weird. It looks weird that I'm sitting here with a controller in my hand. So – um, you know, it is a nice like quality of life thing just to be able to have that there. And hopefully PlayStation makes it worth it enough to where it is something that's meaningful and not just it's a thing that they tack on to be able to say, oh, well, this is why we can charge mm-hmm. eventually, let's say $20 a month or whatever for this thing, um, that they do care about it the way that Microsoft has made such a big deal about the cloud with Game Pass uh, and all that. I mean, they did by Gaikai and all that, so you would hope that they, they would eventually. Um, you know, getting uh, away from these these big companies doing things here, uh, unfortunately we do have... Uh, oh, I should have mentioned also that Ubisoft has already uh, talked about their deal in this whole thing with Microsoft Cloud Gaming. Remember that they owed the Cloud Gaming rights, so they have already told you that apparently if you have that Ubisoft Plus subscription, you're going to be able to play a lot of these Activision Blizzard games on the cloud. So they are going to um, <clears throat> to be using them. So if you have Ubisoft, now I don't know how that's going to work. Are they only going to tie it to Ubisoft Plus and they're going to lessen the amount of games that show up on Game Pass with cloud gaming? Or are they going to have them on both? That's going to be interesting how Ubisoft right. does that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is going to be in a, that is going to be something that's going to be added to Ubisoft Plus. So again, all these streaming services adding things with the cloud uh, that makes it a bit more, I guess, if the cloud works for you, which like you mentioned, it doesn't work for everybody. Um, it, again, I think we're really going to see that all work once you have the apps that work on TVs where yeah. you don't have to link to your console. You can literally just play it off the TV. Um, that's, I think, where we're going to get more fully realization on all that stuff of uh, the cloud being something useful for people. But uh, some, and then we got to get into the sad part of what's been gaming news for the past, I don't know. Um, more layoffs, uh, some terrible allegations from the Dalek Entertainment involving the Lord of the Rings Gollum, which is currently the worst-rated game of 2023, and Epic Games doing another big move because of their layoffs, most likely, because they're trying to make money here. Mm-hmm. They have removed trading items from Rocket League. You know, Rocket League, a game that you loved a lot. Yeah. Uh, I still play, and I also loved a lot as well when it first came out. What do you think about, I mean, I don't know how much Rocket League you have played in a while, but this is apparently a huge economy. People trading items and trading things with each other. And a lot of people were very upset. Yeah, I'm definitely not part of the, the, the big Rocket League community because, again, I can't play like some of these guys do. And, and I, I like yeah. to have fun and we'll play every so often. I'll get together with a couple of buddies and, and mess around and get our butts kicked and, and just have fun playing Rocket League. But I don't get into the, the, the items and stuff anymore. But obviously, a lot of people did. And again, it's we talked about epic and and some of the other stuff that they've done to some of these other companies and here we go once again i mean fall guys last week where they're having their issues and now here with rocket league another one of their big companies that you know that was the little engine that could and epic but come on in we'll take care of you and epic doesn't know how to take care of anything and that's what's really been frustrating is i wish those two companies would go to good homes and not to epic games and hopefully that they'll end up there eventually but i feel really bad for rocket league it's had a fantastic life cycle it's been around for a long time but it's it's one of those things where it's the company itself that's trying to destroy everything not that they're losing the fan base they have such a loyal group there that that's all they play is rocket league and that that's not the fan base you want to piss off with this and that i just I don't get it. And in, in the end, I think they're going to just lose some of their, their following. And in the end, Rocket League might die from something. But just this kind of a decision. That's exactly what I was just going to ask you. Because on December 5th of this year will be the last day you can trade items <clears throat> with other players uh, and trade cars and things like that. Um, did you, you mentioned it already. Do you think this could be a killer for the game? I, I uh, hope not. But... We have yeah. seen over the last several years how fragile these kind of games are. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. you need the community to survive. They've had several games try to do the Fall Guys or Rocket League formula and do these party games and uh, or battle systems or battle games or I can't remember what the wrestling one was uh, now. Or, Rumbleverse. Or what? Yeah, Rumbleverse yeah. was one. Like, we've had several of these games come out the weird one that sony did that was basically uh, destruction all stars or thank you all yeah. of them they uh, they all last less than a year because they could not get that community so that 
Rocket League has a giant foothold right now in this space. But if you upset enough people and a new game comes out, because everyone is trying to take over the space, you piss them off right when a new game comes out that is a decent enough competitor, you're going to lose that fan base to that new hot thing. PUBG pissed mm -hmm. off enough people right as Fortnite got hot. You barely hear any. I mean, PUBG is still around. They still have their, their their loyal people, but it's not what it used to be. Yeah, it's, it's not. The, but not he, I mean, at least not here, right? At least yeah. not here. Uh, maybe in other countries, right, where uh, PUBG yeah. is a bit, has been around more. But, but yeah. that's what Rocket League could be in trouble of. Like, if, if you do the wrong decision right as a new competitor comes in, you lose that market. And that market is a flowing thing. It's not one that continues to grow anymore. Like, Rocket League's not going to have a resurgence where millions of people to go, I'm going to get into Rocket League. Because like the level gap is so high now, you have your loyal fan base that that's the only game that they play. Mm. And if you piss off that fan base, they're going to go off to something else. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's that's a big note on it. And also the fact that, again, it, it doesn't even have to be something in the same realm as Rocket League. It could be the next big, like, live service thing that takes yeah. up a huge amount of people and they go yeah. oh they made rocket league miserable for me i'm not even turning this game i'm just going to go to this next big thing and play that yeah. and you're having more and more free-to-play games come out all the time honkai star Rail just came out to the ps5 which means more people are going to be able to play it that maybe couldn't play it on their pc or don't want to play it on their phone i know i'm going to be playing on my ps5 because i got i got tired of the, it hogging all the memory on my phone so like and that's the thing is you take people from these one live service game or one free to play game to the next thing. And if you make it to where they don't have anything to come back to, like removing item trading, mm -hmm. which is something that builds a community, has people talk to each other, play the game. You can make friends with that. And maybe they play the game with each other. Uh, you know, it's like it, it, it allows for people to, to get better at the game quickly also so you can bring people in that maybe haven't played as long as you have or whatever and and build them quickly so you can actually have a team to play with and it's like you're going to remove this so that you can make money so that you can force people to go into the store and have to buy all these items you're gonna they're not going to do that they're just going to go and and stop playing because yeah. it's not like they all of a sudden, again, money just grew on trees and they're going to be like, oh, I love this game so much. I'm going to just pour money into this that I wasn't before. Most likely they're not. You know? Yeah, it's, exactly. They feel like it's a slap in the face. But we see that with some yeah. of the comments that have already come out where it's not like, all right, well, that was a fun time. I'm not going to buy stuff, but I'm going to keep playing the game. It's like, no, this is a greedy move from a, a big company yeah. that is, is, is hurting this psychonics game that really again was a flash in the pan like no if if honestly if this game did not come out like in that early form of playstation plus at the perfect time during the summer where all the, the conventions were going on where again i went down to, to rtx that year and they had their own booth where you could play they they had a couple of different times where they had it on the main stage where you could go up and, and play with some of the the uh, um, big YouTube celebrity people or whatever, I, it really took off from there and clicked. Fall Guys took off and clicked. But as we've mentioned, there's several that 
tried to take off, had a good week or two, and didn't click. Life cycles can only go for so so long. Like again, Rocket League was a sequel to a game that had a long ass name that I had a coworker that was really into it, but it never took off. They made the sequel Rocket League, and it just happened to work out perfectly. Like you have the perfect genie in the bottle game. Don't mess with it. Yeah, I I just don't like again. Epic is being greedy, like you said, yeah. of, of trying to get money from wherever they can at this point because they they lost so much from all the stuff they did with Fortnite and Fortnite's apparently growing a little bit now again but look what they had to do the Fortnite even they had to take the building out of it mm-hmm. to get people to to care about it again there's all these it made a big hoopla last year uh people wanted to put it on their game of the year list even though it was an old game because yeah. The removing the building but took. See, that's yeah, a, yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's an addition because it, there's still the. And that, that's other my point, version. though. Is like yeah. they made an addition and didn't screw up the game, right? Like that's mm-hmm. what you should be doing with these games is making additions to them and not screwing up what yeah. makes the game work. If if item trading is what's really pushing, so I, let's let's look at another example. You were pissed when the auction house got taken out of Diablo. But that was different because there was actually gambling and other bad things going on, price gouging and things like that. Right, that system is broken. This system is not broken. People are using it in in good ways and and making the game like work for them. And then you're going to go remove it because you want money, and you're going to make people do this. And and as soon as people, there's maybe there's people that aren't vocal online that use this, right? And they're not the ones leaving these comments, but they also decide that they're not going to play the game anymore. And you just lose people in droves. Yeah. And it's just, Again, yeah. This is a game where you get with a group of friends and that yeah. group will decide to play something else. Right. Back when I was able to play a lot more, I was part of a group. We, we were really into rust when it first got into mm. the, the beta version. We played that for three weeks, played a ton of it. And then we went, all right, what's the next thing? We played this. And then we played PUBG for a while. And then we moved on. And I know a set of that group got really into Rocket League. And I'll be curious to see if now they move on to something else. And that's going to, if you lose enough of those groups, it's going to be tough. So it's it's exactly right. Fortnite, they added stuff. They tried to add a different mode for those that didn't like the building just to try to grow the, the the population rocket league for years kept adding different game modes in there like well if you don't like the normal thing we have this weird basketball one we have this um a grid based system where you can try to knock out the, the floor and we, we we continue to add to our game and that's what you have to keep doing is add to it not take away and i'm very curious to see where rocket league will be in a year from now yeah uh, and that's that's part of the problem for epic right is you bought all these games because you thought you were going to be able to add them and then just keep growing the portfolio of live service games. And all you've done actually is keep compacting it to the mm-hmm. point where you really will be only Fortnite and you're going to go back to not even Fortnite. You're going to go back to being just a engine developer. And then well, what are you going to do with that? Like, so, um, you know, uh, one thing I forgot to put in and here. And they'll be is, bought out by Disney. <laughs> yeah. They'll be bought out. <laughs> One thing I forgot to put in here is, uh, you know, uh, the Unity fiasco finally met met its, head, its demise. John Riccatello had to step down 
as the Unity CEO because he created so many problems with this announcing that that new Unity thing for the engine. Um, you know, is it going to be a point for Tim Sweeney as, as well, where he keeps contracting the company to try to get greedy, to try to make that money back that, that everybody's used to making, right, with with mm-hmm. Fortnite, and you're going to end up hurting everything. So um, it's it's interesting. Uh, hopefully for Unity, that means that they, they're going to walk back everything entirely uh, with whoever comes in after this. Uh, and hopefully for Epic, things get get better because you know the Unreal Engine is super important for gaming. You don't want that to go away. Uh, Fortnite is super important for people for for kids and teenagers and uh, so many other people around the world. And you hate to see Rocket League get hurt like that too because it's a game that that has lasted almost ten years at this point, and it could keep going longer and longer. But you're you're removing things that people actually enjoy. It'd be like It'd be like removing mods for for so many games on PC. You're going to see people get upset, and they're going to say, "Well, I'm done." And it just—I don't know if Epic's going to walk this back. But then there's people that already said, just like with Unity, you have hurt our trust to the point where even if you walk this back, I don't want to keep playing this game. And that's that's uh, painful as well. You you just you can't be making decisions like this uh, just out of the blue. There's some stubborn assholes out there for sure that like, well, you, you've ruined it. I'm done. And it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting to see where, where things go. Obviously, things kind of go in a weird flow. And and maybe in a few months into 2024, people have, will have forgotten and they'll go back into it and, and, and things will be fine. And then we'll completely forgot that was ever even a thing. So the yeah. fun thing about this kind of stuff is you just never know what trends are going to hit at what times. So. No, you won't. And and what companies can hurt themselves with bad PR to the point yeah. where it super uh, makes an effect on everyone. And um, that's kind of what also uh, happened to Telltale, right? The first time around. Mm-hmm. They made all these purchases with all these deals, with all these companies to make Telltale games. And it got to the point where it was way too much yep. for the amount of staff that they had. And they had to be crunching and everything else. And then what happened that the whole company went down and unfortunately there was a new telltale that was made uh kind of in its ashes they were uh working out with among us two to kind of start the process again of doing telltale games they did have that expanse game that that's come out this year i haven't really heard anybody honestly talk about it that much also the expanse is kind of it's a it's a big series for amazon but I don't feel like it's in the zeitgeist anymore that it was, you know, back a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wolf Among Us 2 is a game that a lot of people, myself included, that have been wanting this game to come out. And I love Wolf Among Us 1. And then you hear about, just like we've had to talk about so many times uh, in these this whole year, more layoffs. And apparently this one was not even announced. They just kind of, uh, we had... Um, one person that worked there uh, kind of just make a random Twitter statement because people were talking about other layoffs that has happened um, that he'd said, yeah, I can pretty much say that there's been layoffs and they happened in September. Um, And that we don't know exactly, I think how many people were let go, but it is a significant amount regardless. And the team's very small anyway the one that's already working on wolf among us too so yeah it's 
it's not not good. It sucks, and hopefully, it doesn't put Wolf Among Us two in even more jeopardy than it already is. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, all layouts are none of it's ever fun. Some of them are are necessary to even keep a business afloat. I think Telltale really had an uphill battle from you know closing down several years ago, and like you said, they really oversaturated their own market. And I, I really think when they came back and still used the same name, that it was like is it going to be the, the, the same stuff? And we were, they, like you said, they haven't really even got out of the gate. They've got one game out. Nobody really played it because 2023 has been insane as far as game releases go. And you can get lost in the shuffle really quick. And obviously I think they were hoping for better sales on that game to help them finish off Wolf Among Us 2. And yeah, hopefully that still comes out and, and maybe that kickstarts things and then they can bring people back or, or then start to grow. But this, this business is rough. And, yeah. and again, if, if if you go, I'm creating this project to then be able to support this project. If the first project doesn't work, the second project kind of completely falls apart. And, you know, as a, as bigger companies go, that's when they can just go, well, we'll just remaster this real quick and we'll throw that out there and then we'll get some money from it. Final Fantasy is like, here's a mobile game that will help <laughs> pay for some of this other stuff we want to do. Like Telltale can't do that. So obviously, I, I from the lack of hearing anything from it, but the first game from Telltale didn't really work out, and it's definitely hurting them try to get their second game out. So it's it's sad to see. And it's I, I think we've we've just kind of seen the the whole thing with this episodic games just don't doesn't work. People don't don't want to be sitting there giving. This is not like um, we don't want that with our TV shows anymore. Well, no, I, I will disagree with that in that I do think that with the TV shows, it still works because it's it's a non-interactive medium and it's a week. Well, these episodes are, we're talking about months at a time. By the time and, that next episode comes out, and you forget. I forgot. <laughs> you know? But I mean, for bigger shows that, that are going to create dialogue, sure, once a week yeah. is fine. But for smaller shows, I don't want to wait, wait a week. I'll, I'll either wait for all of it to come out and watch it or or with Netflix, so just get burnt or thrown out there, like that wrestler show that that just came out a little bit ago. I I yeah. watched that all in a week, and just, exactly, yeah, you just been watch it, and I, I think that's where a lot of people go. It's like if it's this awesome thing that will create dialogue, that's great. But really, what Telltale really needed to do, and it's really difficult for them, because obviously they to do episodic, they're they're hoping the sales from the first one will allow them the money to create further episodes is if you want to do episodic you're exactly right it has to be all right episode one's here episode two comes out in two weeks so we continue to stay within the dialogue of 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 gamers and that's never what telltale has been a part of and it doesn't seem like they ever will but uh, episodic games just do not work yeah and i I think also like what we talked about with the guitar hero thing with the dlc is they make these deals so far in advance that by the time, let's say like the expanse, it's no longer uh, as big a thing as it was when you first announced that you were making this. Right. Right. So people don't, don't care. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or it's totally, it's so far beyond. Like I always use the, uh, the comparison to the game of Thrones one that was so far different from the show Mm -hmm. that, it for me, and I think a lot of people, it is one of the lesser cared about ones because mm-hmm. they didn't really find a way to make it mess with the show. Uh, whereas like the Borderlands one is so well 
loved to the point where uh, Gearbox made their own and it didn't do as well, right? Yeah, um, and, but yeah. I think, I mean, to that point, The Walking Dead was kind of a phenomenon because, again, it yeah. really didn't connect with the show or the comics. It doesn't connect with either of them. They'll throw a character. But well, that's but what they I did about have, it. Uh, the original creator of the comics, he was in there. So he kind of yeah. knew the style and all that, you know? So, I mean, that was the whole thing is the comics had a style and, right. and they were able to nail that. I, I thought Game of Thrones, playing through some of that game, had too many characters from yeah, that too. the show. So it was like, so we're just part of the universe, but but not. So it, it, we kind of got confounded. I wish Game of Thrones was this whole other house that really was, you, know, you would hear things that would have happened in the show, but just kind of keep it in that universe and just tell its own different story and to me, Game of Thrones was trying to walk this weird line of we have so much stuff from the show, but you're not playing any of them. And yeah. we want to tell our own original story and it, it didn't work. Yeah. And hopefully for Telltale, I really want Wolf Among Us 2 to come out because, that, again, that's like one of my favorites of all the Telltale stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just sucks that they did have to have layoffs, which I'm sure will eventually push this back. And then it doesn't help also that like apparently venture capitalist investment has gone down in gaming as well, which obviously that hurts uh, all kinds of people uh, that are making games from the indies to uh, just people that are, you know, double A games. You know, we've seen what happened to Embracer, just that one little thing that went wrong and then they had to offload so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, venture capitalist investment going down obviously is not going to help uh, either. And well, the... The one that I really hate hearing about, which, you know, we just talked about it with Activision. Now we kind of know a little bit of behind the story of why that not that to me it ever looked like it was super interesting. I never I never saw that game and went, man, I really wanted to know what happened to Gollum during that entire, you know, it's um, but still like it was a Lord of the Rings game. There were still people that were kind of excited for it. And then you find out the Terrible truth of well, these are allegations. Should mm-hmm. say that allegations, but uh, for Daedalic Entertainment, which is a developer of Lord of the Rings Gollum, that apparently they were enforcing uncompensated overtime. Which I'm pretty sure that means there was already there was also crunch. So can mm-hmm. you imagine crunch with no uncompensated overtime? So you're getting paid regular for working perhaps all day on this game, uh, trying to pay staff below minimum wage, a toxic work environment that was cultivated by an abusive leadership. Um, this is, again, like I mentioned, probably the worst-reviewed game of the entirety of this year, uh, like big game anyway. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about you know stuff that releases on Steam all the time. Um, there is a 40-minute video from Game 2 that I think is on YouTube. That talks about this. Um, they Dallas, somebody tried to come out and and deny it through there. They haven't like told a publication about it, but also their budget was super small, like around 16, 15 million, which that's super small for a Lord of the Rings game. Um, so you can see kind of what led to why this game was so bad. Oh, for, I, I did not play it, don't want to play it, we'll, we'll never play it, but. 
what a disaster the whole thing was. And then, like you said, you see the behind the scenes stuff. And again, it's allegations, but it makes sense with what came out that it was a rushed game where obviously the best work was not put into it. And if you're getting un, you're not getting paid and you're doing all this overtime on top of the crunch, I'm not going to put my best work forward either. I'm sorry, I'm going to go paint by numbers, just get it out and, like there's no heart to the game from everything that I've read about it and seen from the reviews and it it shows. And it's just disappointing that these people had to go through that kind of stuff and were kind of stuck where they couldn't go off to go work somewhere else. Like I'm lucky enough that in my situation right now, like my my bosses know this is what I work and and, when I'm here, I'm going to put in my best effort. But if if you go over the top, I'm out. It's just, like this is a it's a working relationship. That's what we need to get back to. If if I'm not doing my job and I'm not putting in my effort, you have the right to get rid of me. If if you're trying to go over the top of your power and you're trying to get me to not get paid for my services, or you're trying to make me work way more than I need to and not compensating me for it, then I have the right to leave. And that's yeah. where we gotta get to. And unfortunately, with the gaming industry, because there's so many layoffs and there's not that many places to go to it's it's got to be difficult and they're so spread out so it's like okay i've lost my job here i'm going to go work for this company which means i have to go to a whole different country it's, it's exactly. far more difficult for the gaming industry to do that it just sucks that they have to to go through this kind of thing. yeah and like so many people that just take advantage of people working and force them to and we're not even talking about crunch here we're talking about trying to make them work for less than they should be making uh, for, for uncompensated overtime, like to be abusive in the way that they perhaps they would talk to, or it's just like, that's just terrible. It shouldn't be happening in any workplace. And, and I really, we need to see, you know, the, the stuff that has come out has made it to where we're starting to see this taken more seriously. And we see it happen less and less, but then there's still these companies that, that try to, push that and obviously they're they're not they're from a different country so obviously we i don't know the rules of um i think they're french uh where they're from mm-hmm. so i don't know what's allowed and what's not personally but it's like still it's just it's humanity and it's, it's terrible to see um hopefully we don't uh have to keep hearing about this stuff but just unfortunately like with all these layoffs and things like that it is kind of weird to have a show where we're we're talking about being excited about another company buying another company or, you know, uh, <laughs> right. and then talking about layoffs. layoffs and, and- yeah. So it all, it all kind of winds up going down to that, unfortunately uh, for that, but this is video games. Um, just really quick. Uh, I think I'm the only one that's played something that I haven't, we haven't talked about in the last, you know, month or so. I uh, started playing cocoon and you told me i need to play it yes you should you should play it so it's from the the lead designer of the play dead games inside and limbo uh and this is 3d so it's not 2d but it's still kind of the same sort of thing of we're not telling you the story with a narrative we're telling you the story with the atmosphere right with which is what's so good about limbo and inside exactly And this, and then the puzzles, uh, that this game is a puzzle, like adventure game, but the cool thing, look, I'm going to be the first one. 
don't get me to start playing a puzzle game because I am not good with those. Uh, the only way I'm going to play that is if you uh, stick a guide in front of me and tell me exactly what I'm supposed to be doing so I can progress to the next uh, thing. Thankfully, this game does not do that. It actually um, is really good about just feeling like you progress as you go along. It doesn't feel like I, I never got stumped is what I'm, I guess, trying to say. But it also doesn't feel like, oh, man, this is too easy. It's boring. No, it's like it's good. It keeps you going. There are little boss battles in there. And the the whole concept is like there's these little worlds inside this other world. So like there's these little pedestals that, as you see, if you're watching on YouTube, there's like a it kind of goes in and out of a world and you grab this little ball or this little marble looking thing. And it will transport you into another world where you might fight a boss or you might like solve another puzzle or whatever. And it's like constantly doing something. So there's something new uh, to be looking at and kind of exploring. And uh, it rewards you for exploring as well. Uh, like you unlock things um, and it doesn't just outright tell you that these these things are there to be unlocked. But like I unlocked an achievement. And I had no idea what it was, uh, but it's cool. I got like 50 points for it or whatever. Um, the the neat thing, it's also short. It's also like two, three hours. Okay. Um, that's so a bigger it, selling point. So I, it, I it doesn't overstay its welcome. <laughs> you know, um, like the inside in, in Limbo, it doesn't try no. to be there forever. It tries to tell its thing and go move on. Um and it's on Game Pass, so that's another thing. You don't have to go out and buy it if you don't want to. Just you should probably Game Pass play it. So I definitely tell people that like these puzzle games or like in, uh, Inside and, and Limbo, check it out uh, for sure. It's it's yeah. well worth uh, checking out. You definitely out. showed me I, I want to give it a, a try. I talked about how crazy my schedule is. And in one week, um, Super Mario Wonder and Spider-Man 2 comes out, and I have to figure yeah. out how to find time for that. So luckily... If two, three hours, maybe I can get that in within this next week, and that'll be fine. Oh, yeah, and then four days after that stupid Metal Gear Solid Master Collection comes in, and I guarantee you, I won't be able to avoid that, because I can't help myself, because I love that series. So, God, I need winter break to get here so fast. That's all I have to say. Well, you're, you're telling, it's the same thing for me. Alan Wake 2 comes out, like, the week after Mario yeah, and Spider-Man we, come out, and I'm just kind of like, ah. Uh. And you we know, get the uh, oh time and really like the whole summer stuff. I barely I've played a couple of those games. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. There's uh, the the holiday time is going to be uh, pretty pressed for all that stuff. Um, just uh, really quick on some kind of hits on what's is coming out. We mentioned uh, so this time next week on Friday you'll be able to go play. Uh, Super Mario Wonder and uh, Spider-Man 2. Uh, also, that Sonic Superstars uh, game comes out at, on on Tuesday. It's getting good reviews. Uh, so a lot of, I saw some comparisons to this should have been what Sonic 4 was. Uh, so oh, if you were excited fuck. for Sonic 4... Did that ever come uh, out with Episode 2? No, I don't think so. It just was Episode 1, right? Yes. God, <laughs> Uh, that Wizard with the Gun game from Devolver Digital also comes out that same day. That's that. I think it's like a roguelike with uh, a wizards. Um, and it's kind of like got like a cool animation to it. Uh, that looks really interesting as well. Uh, so that's coming out. And 
uh, the Transformers Earthspark edition, which I think is the two uh, Transformers games uh, together. Uh, Lords of the Fallen came out today. So uh, if you kind of like our, our Dark Souls sort of fan, here's another one of those you can you can play. I, I kind of see that game coming to Game Pass or PS Plus pretty quick. Um, the first one did okay, but they had like higher hopes for that game than wound up uh, it it wound up being. Um, I wish I had VR because I loved the Seventh Guest back in the day, and that's, that's going to be on PSVR and, and other VR uh, platforms as well. That comes out on the 18th, and that Gargoyles Remastered game also comes out on the the 19th too, which uh, I loved that back in the day, that Gargoyles game. So. Yeah. And yeah. Don't forget Jackbox Party Pack Ten. Yeah, oh my god, we're at ten. They are at ten. I don't think I've played them since five, but I always loved the Jackbox games. And obviously, I thought people are buying them, but they keep coming out with a new. Uh, I mean, it's they're fun games to play oh, at yeah. parties. You yeah, know? and they're just short and they're fun, and they they come up with goofy things. And, yeah, there's and they, they add games week. to them too. So, uh, you know, yeah, there's too much coming out next week. That Hellboy game also comes out next week too. So. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, go pick out what you want. Like I mentioned, also the Honkai Star Rails out there on PS5 too. So if you are waiting to play that on a on your console, you can do that as well. And as far as this show goes, we should be back to the regular Thursday slot. I don't think Mark's gonna have another appointment. But thank you so much, Randy, for uh, covering these two weeks. Uh, it's been no problem. Fun to have you on. Uh, go check out Randy's R&R Sports Report on Tuesdays. You can go subscribe on YouTube. Just yeah, find it on, on there. Um, and whenever y'all can do Chats with Select again, right. it'll, it'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, everybody, hopefully you enjoyed uh, this episode. Uh, you can go subscribe wherever it is that you, whether you watch or listen on YouTube, do to Network, or just go find Video Games to the Max on the audio side. And subscribe there. Hit a review if you can, five stars or whatever you feel like uh, we deserve. That would help us a lot so we can climb up those charts. Uh, go listen to the Radless folks and Todd the Keiki and all that. And we'll see you later, everybody. Bye.